The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Thinking sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast that solves unsolvable mysteries. That's right. Wait. That doesn't work if they're unsolvable? Nope, we solve them anyways. Okay. Yep. This week, oh, I'm sorry, I'm Devin. In case you haven't met us before, I'm Devin. Joined. I'm Joe. I'm Steve. And we're going to talk about a mystery. It was a listener suggestion from Bill on Facebook. Thanks, Bill. Uh, and we're going to call this one, What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Really? That's, that's, a, that's an okay name for it, right? I yeah. would say that's appropriate name for it. Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. On October 4th, 1986, Dan Rather was walking home in New York City when a man ran up behind him and punched him in the back of the head, which knocked him to the ground, ground, not floor, and uh, started beating him a little bit. And he, uh, the man who attacked him demanded, What's the frequency, Kenneth? Or, Kenneth, what's the frequency? Mm-hmm. I've heard it Reports both ways. differ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as Rather ran, apparently a second man ran after him and continued to try and attack him. Rather ran into a hotel or an apartment lobby, apartment building yeah, lobby. Yeah, I'm sure it was an apartment. Uh, and I guess fell to the ground and was kicked a number of times before an employee of the apartment complex was able to kind of break the fight up and the man ran away and wasn't caught. But both men continued to demand throughout the entire beating what they wanted to know what the frequency was from Dan Rather. Mm. 
Weird, right? A, yeah, that's going to say that's a very weird thing to continually yell yeah. or ask. Yeah. Uh, but you know, actually, uh, if you want an excuse to continue the beating, ask. You, you do want to be asking an unanswerable question. Yeah, you kind of do. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm just trying to beat the thing out of you. If you would just tell me the answer. Yeah, I'd, I'd gladly stop. <laughs> just boot, stop. Boot, boot. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that people don't know who Dan Rather is, but I guess we do have a number of international listeners. So let's talk about Dan Rather for a minute. All right. Dan. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Dan Rather was born in 1931 and led a pretty uninteresting life until breaking into the broadcast journalism world. Kind of early September 1961, when he did some unconventional reporting on Hurricane Carla. He was the first reporter to ever use weather scanners on TV to explain to people where weather patterns were A coming weather from. map that we're yeah, used to today. Map. Uh-huh. Yeah, they didn't exist. They didn't have the technology to have that on screen. So he actually went to a weather service station and had the camera trained on that to track where Hurricane Carla was going. Oh, clever. Granted, he, was, he, he had been a, a television journalist for a number of years prior to that, but that was kind of his first big claim to fame. I don't remember when it was, but I know the other notable thing he did is he was one of the reporters that was embedded in Vietnam. Yeah, he was a he was a war correspondent. And yeah. actually, that was after he'd kind of had this rise to fame. He moved to New York City in 1962 and started a trial period at CBS. And apparently he didn't fit in very well, but he did end up covering the crash of American Airlines Flight One, which was a notable crash with a number of notable people on board that died. And it's a bit of an unsolved mystery, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll solve that one. Later. That's a, that's we one. Please tell me we're not going into no. that one because I'm not prepared for that one. No, 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 no. That's a mystery for a different time. Okay. <laughs> he also reported on the JFK assassination, which is another huge unsolved mystery for another time. Until we tackle it. Until is. we tackle it. We'll solve it. Don't worry, guys. Because yeah. it's not actually unsolvable. It's not. We not will really. solve it. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Rather was assigned to be a White House correspondent for CBS, and then he went on to assignment in Viet- to Vietnam War, and then he came back, and he was assigned the anchor position for CBS Evening News, which is CBS's nightly yeah. news segment. And he and he also uh, he also did segments on sixty Minutes, also. Yeah, he did, and he you know he was the anchor um, on CBS Evening News for twenty four years. Yeah. Yeah, he was there forever. Mm. So, and and of course, it was from his position at 60 Minutes that his career kind of came to an implosive end about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we'll forged, get to that. That forged memo thing, Do yeah. Do you want to talk about that? We will, because it comes up in the theories. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I'm yeah. sorry. We, yeah. have, we have some interesting theories. Yeah, I, yeah. I, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I sprung something at the last minute on Devin. Yeah, so. yeah. I forgot. I totally <laughs> forgot that I had that written at the end of my script now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, in 1986, this beating happened, and nobody really knew why. Uh, Rather was quoted as saying, I was mugged. He's kind of this very matter-of-fact statement. He says, I was mugged. I don't know why it happened. I wish I did, but I don't know. Yeah, classic mugging, except they didn't pick his wallet. They didn't. Yeah, well, that was exactly it, is none of the reports have any kind of missing items of any kind it seems like it except was just a few a cheats but i mean yeah <laughs> i mean i think he was it was maybe his ego was yeah i'm missing sure a little, a little bruised yeah a few years later dan rather did identify the man who had been beating him it gets it gets a little weird in here for me because in all of the reports i've read there were two men 
These are the reports from the year it happened. From the year it happened, there were two men. And then a couple years later, this other man that I'm about to talk about was arrested. And Dan Rather said, oh, yeah, that was the, that was the one guy who was beating me. And there's no mention of, oh, but there was a second guy who started it or anything like that. It's just, yeah, that was the guy. Yeah, he some, did it. some reports I've heard, it was just one guy beating him. And then the other guy just kind of stood by. Yeah, but there were two men involved. Yeah. And, you know. Anyways, it gets yeah, the it, second so man disappears. Little, he definitely disappears from the lore, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit in a minute too. But this man's name was William Tagger, and that was in '94 when he was identified too. Yes, too. and you may be familiar with that name if you're a weirdo about murders or anything. I don't know. Some of our listeners might be into that sort of stuff. They're not weirdos. <laughs> They're just interested in random, unexplained murders. Maybe. Unprovoked. Well, except, yeah, unprovoked is a better word. Yes. Because this murder was actually explained. It was pretty (laughs) pretty random and stupid. Yeah. Um, In 1994, Tagger attempted to enter the set of the Today Show with a gun. He had, like, a rifle strapped to his back. And he tried to enter, and the security guard said no. So he got in his car and drove away and then came back with the rifle and tried to gain entrance again when one of the men who was on the crew of the Today Show named Campbell Theron Montgomery, which is the USA version of a Game of Thrones name. Really? What? Is it? It is? I I don't watch that show or read the book. You guys are the worst. Anyways, Tagger shot Campbell. In the back. In the back a few times. As he was running away. As he was running away and trying to alert the police. And uh, Campbell died. And Tagger was arrested. Mm Mm-hmm. Tagger was convicted and sentenced in 1996. He was denied parole when he first came up for it in 2007, but he was released in 2010. And I think he lives in New York now. Yeah, and Dan Rather hasn't been seen since. That's not true. I know. (laughs) Here's, are you, tell me, Devin, we can save it if, if it comes up later, but did you want to go into his motivations for that? Or had you intended to? Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that in the Okay, because there's, there's some very strange WTF moments in his accounts of why he did that. So I just want to make sure. Oh, yeah. By, by no, in no uncertain terms, Tagger was a, a crazy person. He still yeah. is. Okay. All um, right. Just check it. But or we, perhaps a person from another parallel Or maybe universe. something else is going on. But yeah. even that, you kind of can say he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that... I know we usually talk for like an hour about what happened and then briefly talk about theories, but... Not a lot happened in this case. Not a lot happened, so uh, we're going to talk about theories. Yeah. Well, wait, are you, are, you, are, you, are you warning our listeners that this is going to be a short show? Well, I don't think it's going to be short. Uh, It'll be shorter than last week's. Let's talk really Thank goodness slow. For that. Okay. okay, opposite. Yeah. Let's all yeah. talk like Steve. Yeah. Let's all talk... <laughs> Uh-huh. So uh, uh, one thing I wanted to, to to mention is that rather found out about it through Tager's psychiatrist, correct? Because he he was he was forced to see a psychiatrist. Found out about after what, the sorry. murder. After the murder, and then and then that's when Tager told his psychiatrist that he was the one who had, who had beaten up Dan Rather. Yes. In '86. Reportedly. How, yeah. And so and so that yes. that is how he found out is from the from the psychiatrist. I I have heard that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I do. I do want to raise a red flag on that, though, because I know that there's a limit to patient-client confidentiality. Mm. And I know that, like, if you're going to do harm or you've done a heinous crime, that doesn't apply. But 
beating the crap out of a news anchor doesn't seem to qualify for violating that. Uh, really? Yeah. I'm not so sure. I mean, it was a crime. It, well, but it's also way outside of the statute of limitations. Well, I think that uh, we can kind of go into this now. Uh, we, as a community group team, sideways, found the um, transcripts from the parole hearings. Oh, yeah. For Tagger and uh, Dan Rather isn't mentioned any. No, not at all in there and one would think if it if they had decided or he had admitted to that attack that would come up because it was a pretty brutal attack yeah um but, but he didn't he didn't confess it to the police he so. did he not only told so that that's kind of i i agree with steve i i have some questions about whether or not he ever admitted that he did this or if it was just a psychiatrist trying to get a bump in his popularity for yeah. some reason or whatever uh-huh. it may be. Yeah, absolutely. But, but when he went, rather was shown a picture of Tagger, he, he identified him as being the guy who did it. And when, w- yeah, what, but it what year was it, was he shown the photo? Was it 94, 95? I'm, I'm not sure, but it would have been at the earliest 94. Okay, yeah. that's that's eight to ten years later. Yeah. I, I got a question. Have how... you And you've seen pictures of Tagger, right? I mean, he's not the most unique looking he's, a, he's kind of an odd looking guy but he's not super unique no so yeah. that's why yeah. i question how rather so instantly said that's the guy but he, also yeah. it's not documented how, what pro under what process he was shown the picture was if it was in a lineup under kind of police supervision or professional supervision or if the psychiatrist or psychologist was saying oh yeah this guy said he beat you up and dan rather looked at it and said that kind of looks like him it probably was him you know we don't know yeah yeah, that's exactly. Thank you. That's exactly so that's, what I wanted to bring up. I think up. that that's an important thing to keep in mind as well. So, with that short introduction to this show, now we're really going to the theories. We're really going to theories. All right, cool. The first theory ends with uh, a sentence. I swear to God, Joe did not come up with this theory, uh-huh. but it, he very easily could have. So let's get into that. As we mentioned. Dan Rather was assaulted kind of outside of and then in the entryway of an apartment building um, and that somebody who worked there did kind of step in and stop the whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, most people kind of think that this was just a case of mistaken identity, that somebody, the, the people who started beating Dan Rather up thought that he was somebody he wasn't, which is fair. It's possible. It's yeah. possible. It was kind of in the middle of his meteoric rise to fame, but I guess if you don't watch the news... People get mm-hmm. beat up for all kinds of reasons and get into trouble for mistaken identities all the time. Yeah. Sure. The other thing that this theory relies heavily on is that Dan Rather was... He was hit in the head and he was being beaten up and that it's totally possible that he misunderstood what the men were yelling at him. Or misremembered. Or misremembered. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, according to this theory, the people who... The two men that were beating Dan Rather up were fairly well-dressed. I don't know what that means. I've never... Stylishly? I don't know if you guys found in the original research versus this theory any mention of the style of clothing that these people were wearing. I just heard that they were well-dressed, but that was all I heard. I I don't know what even that means. I never, ever recall seeing that. Now, apparently, the neighborhood that Dan Rather was in was uh, one of the gayer neighborhoods of Manhattan, or areas of Manhattan. Are you saying Rather's gay? No, I'm not, actually. Well. But 
I am saying that apparently this was kind of one of those areas at that time. I don't know. It may or may not have been. According to this theory, it totally was. Yeah, the, 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 the quote-unquote research around this particular one, I'll call into question. Yeah. Just after we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, I think it might be kind of made up. Yeah, but... and apparently, reportedly, Dan Rather being, you know, off-duty for the day, he was wearing jeans and a striped polo and aviator sunglasses and... Had the, his hair quaffed. Ah, uh, yeah, because it's Dan Rather, so probably. Yeah. He's a news anchor. Come on, yeah. guys. Of course. Gotta always be at his best. Yeah, of course. Where his penny loafers? Yeah. Anyways, these two men mistook Dan Rather for a man that one of the men's boyfriends was cheating on him with. Maybe he really was. M- maybe. They mistook Dan Rather for having snuck out of... The boyfriend's apartment. So he lived in that apartment building. Building, building right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the boyfriend would have lived there. Mm-hmm. They beat him in the head, hit him in the head, and Dan Rather ran towards the apartment building again, which just further enraged these men. And they started kicking him. And Dan Rather reportedly said, you got the wrong guy, which, of course, made them think even more that he was the you lover. You liar. You are such a liar. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Yes. And so what were they saying to him? Uh, reportedly, they were saying, what, is this freak seeing Kenneth? Which also doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean. Not really. What, That's this a freak? weird phrasing. It's stupid. It's so shoehorned, I feel. Yeah. You know, it's definitely one of those kind of, oh, yeah, this person's going to call this person a freak. It's like, well, what do what you, you're, like, beating this man up for being gay with your boyfriend. It's the jilted lover syndrome. Yeah, but, all like, wh- what an odd choice of words of what? Is this freak seeing Kenneth? Like, what? Probably not what I would say in that situation. Not what I would say well, either. Well, okay, so I'm going to do this a number of times with this phrase mm. is try to figure out... Because Rather got hit in the head yeah. a number of times. So yeah. his marbles might have been bouncing around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I think, yes, saying, what is this freak seeing Kenneth? I, you know, the, it could have been put into frequency, Kenneth. It, you know, since Dan Rather was in broadcasting, frequency would have been more in his vocabulary than... That's not where I was going. Oh. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the frequency Kenneth could be translated from if you're if you've get got hit in the head a couple of times right but that's what i'm saying is that it could have been translated from what is this freak seeing kenneth and it could have been are you there's an f word that Mm -hmm. you can insert yourself Mm -hmm. kenneth yeah so if somebody says that if you say that rapidly it could to somebody who's you know ears are ringing from being knocked about the head could kind of sound like that. And, mm. and again, I know it's not a perfect fit. I understand this. But yeah, I've I usually, done this a lot with this story. Yeah, I, I usually think that like the first and the last words are probably pretty close to... So what are you, F-word, mm-hmm. Kenneth? Yeah, or something like that. Something like that, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. It's just, How many times did they say this phrase? Anyway? I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows. It's always mm. always called out is just repeatedly. So repeatedly could have been two times or ten times. We I don't know. I suspect it's more than two, but mm. I, I don't would, think yeah, Dan I Rather think... was able to like say, oh, I was counting while they were beating me. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You know, 
anyways, from Sesame Street. The, I think the reason that I, this theory sounds exactly like Joe is because it ends with, and I'll quote here, I'm sure that if the police check the list of tenants in the building, they will find a man named Kenneth. Questioning him should lead to the assailants, and this case will have been resolved. Yeah. Unquote. That, that sounds sound exactly like Joe. like Joe, right? No, it doesn't. What are you talking about? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's a simple fact. All they have to do is do this one thing, and then they'll solve the case. Yeah, it's so easy. Find, it, find, find Kenneth, yeah. Yeah, all right. you have to do is find Kenneth. Obviously, there was a Kenneth that lived there, and obviously, he was gay, and obviously, he was cheating on his boyfriend, and obviously, the boyfriend just beat the crap out of Dan Rather mm-hmm. while yelling, what <laughs> the f- is this freak seeing Kenneth? Obviously, yeah. the, that is the easiest answer yeah. to this. Of course, well, it, it is. It solves it. It's gay bashing. Yeah, solved. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, so find our email address. Oh, no. Wait, no, we're no, not no, done, no, are no. we? No, no not even close. done. Well, you, Devin, know that I found a theory that was obscenely similar Yeah, to super this. similar. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, we have some folks out there who could help us with this, because I'm probably going to butcher some pronunciation. Even though you asked for help. I asked for help, but nobody was quite sure if what they were giving me was right. But there's another theory that goes that... Rather was assaulted by one or two Jewish men Mm. for reasons unknown. Mm -hmm. And it's New York. There's a sizable Jewish community in that city. So he may have made somebody angry. Or it could have been mistaken identity. uh, Or it could have been mistaken identity. Absolutely. You know, they... They they didn't like him or they thought that he was uh, somebody else that was a problem. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the reading that I found on this, they say that it wasn't Kenneth that was being yelled. But instead, it was, it was, it's a Yiddish word. So again, this is why I'm not sure I'm going to do this right. But it's Ganeth, mm. which... Is Yiddish for thief or a dishonest person. Mm. So basically, he's a liar. Uh-huh. Uh, I then started trying to, like I talked about earlier with the whole word substitution, because yeah. I love word jumbles, is trying to figure out other Yiddish words that might sound like some of the phrasing that was used. Yeah. So I was looking for... I can't put the sentence together. I don't know Yiddish, but mm. words that would maybe sound like frequency if you're yelling and you're beating up somebody and you're mm. calling them a thief. Mm-hmm. I found a couple that might kind of work. Uh, and again, I might be butchering this, but this is Yiddish for princess, as in, I think it's princess as in a bit of a put down, mm. but it's princess. Mm. It's P-R-I-E-T-Z-T-H. Okay. So my pronunciation is probably totally off on that. Mm. Or uh, the other one is prostock, which is an ignorant boar or a vulgar man. Mm. So I could see these words. If this, this other theory that I had where he's being a- attacked by a couple of Jews who are angry at him for... I don't know what reason, then it could be that they were, everything that was yelled at him was yelled in Yiddish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he had no idea what it was. So he put it together as best he could in English. And please don't rely on my terrible pronunciation, but it could completely be that. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it could that's, also that's the theory. It could also be a mix of English. You know, it could have been, um, where is it or what is it or... Something like that and thief or what, what, you know, not what did you take, but you know, th- I mean, it could be that a mix of accusations in English and Yiddish. 
also. Well, and um, maybe maybe it wasn't even a case of mistaken identity. Maybe they recognized him and he had said something or another to upset them on the news. Mm-hmm. So they also you know, totally possible. Him. Yeah, they you know they, he's a goyim. They yeah. don't like goyim, mm. and he's made them angry. So we're gonna take it out on you. Well, yeah. I'm not sure that Jews don't like goyim. Well, but <laughs> I mean, if I'm... if he's if he has made them angry, yeah. Well, okay, you're not yeah. of the faith. Yeah. Eh, what the heck? We can justify beating the crap out of this guy. I I don't know. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I'm. This is that's the theory, and that's kind of the short rope that I ran uh-huh. down. I linguistics is not my area, so I, yeah. I kind of stopped short. Yeah, it's always possible. I mean, you it's, know, that's it brings up another good point. It could have been a different language that he could was have been being all kinds at. of languages. Yeah, could have been anything. You know, it's just a, it's hard to tell. The next theory is fun. I like this theory, and actually this is the theory that was brought to our attention uh, with the story. It was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. This is the number this... one copy-paste theory on the internet. And oh. since it's copy-paste, we're going to copy-paste it, too. Because <laughs> there's really, I think the telling of it is pretty good, and I'm, yeah. it's literally copy-paste. Everywhere well, I've ever seen it, it is literally copy-paste. I copy-pasted it into the script. <laughs> I think that it, the, this is the yeah. best telling of it. We're not going to like just read it word for word, though. I think we, uh, we, we may have to do read, that. I actually we're going to read portions to, of it. To give it its full due, mm-hmm. we've got to read some of this because it plays into a bunch of um, pop culture references yeah. because it's been around long enough. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Let's do this. All right. On the evening of October 4th, 1986, Dan Rather was attacked by William Tagger, who, contrary to popular belief, had a very good reason for attacking Rather. Bill Tagger was born in the year 2265. Bill Tagger is from the future. Bill Tagger is not of our planet. Well, technically, he is from Earth, but not from our Earth. Tagger comes from an Earth in a parallel universe, and he was sent here by the government of his planet. On Tagger's Earth, the entire planet is under control of one government. Tagger's worldwide government had been experimenting with time travel to parallel universes, which involves a warp of the space-time continuum for almost 150 years. Bill Tagger, a convicted felon on his planet, volunteered to be the first human test pilot on the condition that he be given a full pardon when he returned. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Uh, it's it called sound? 12 Monkeys? Yeah. Sound like that, yeah. Which is, by the way, a good movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta see that again. Yeah. On Tagger's Earth, the vice president of the world is a man named Kenneth Burroughs, who just happens to look exactly like Dan Rather. Before Tagger entered the time travel chamber, he was paid a visit by Vice President Burroughs and told that he had a transmitter implanted in his brain, and if he chose to remain in the section of time and space that he was being sent to and didn't return to the designated time, he would be barraged with messages to return until he came back and reported on his mission. Then, and only then, would the transmitter be removed and he'd be given his full pardon. Tagger's trip was successful and he landed in New York on September 1st, 1986. All was going as planned, and Tagger had prepared for his return to his own time when he was mistakenly arrested for putting coins in expired meters. After spending 30 days in jail and staying on our planet for 14 days longer than he was supposed to, Tagger started receiving extremely hostile messages from Vice President Burroughs telling him to return immediately. Politicians can be such jerks. Right? Yeah. His window... Why, why, how, how could he get 30 days for feeding a meter? I don't know. I think it's not real, Joe. Oh, you think so? (laughs) Back to story time. Okay, sorry, sorry. His window of opportunity had passed, and he would have to wait another week to try to return, and there was no possible way to let Burroughs know this. The constant voices were driving him insane. 
He wasn't even able to sleep at night. If there was any way Taggart could find a precise frequency that was being broadcasted to his brain, he could possibly override the voices and be able to sleep at night until he was able to make his return trip. As he walked on the streets of New York late on the evening of October 4th, 1986, Taggart saw a man who he thought was Vice President Kenneth Burroughs. He quickly came to his senses and knew that Burroughs would never make the risky trip himself and figured it must be Burroughs' double on our Earth. However, he thought... What were the chances that out of over 5 billion people on the planet, he would meet the twin of the man who had been sending hostile messages directly to his brain for two weeks? Tagger called out to the man, Kenneth, Kenneth Burroughs. To his surprise, the man, whom we know as Dan Rather, turned to see who was yelling and not, was knocked to the ground. Tagger repeatedly kicked Rather as he lay on the ground, yelling, What's the frequency, Kenneth? Hoping to learn the frequency of the signal being broadcast to his brain to stop the voices. When Rather didn't respond, Tagger realized that he'd made a terrible mistake and indeed attacked Burroughs' double on our planet. He fled the scene and later missed his second and last chance to return to his home planet. Years later, in 1994, in an attempt to get in contact with somebody who might be able to identify the frequency and put an end to the voices that haunted him for so many years, Tagger shot and killed an NBC technician outside of the Today Show studios. Today, William Tagger sits in prison in New York, the voices... Now an automatic message that replays itself every 20 minutes, still play in his head. Damn. You well, know, I got to tell works. you that that's a, you know, that's like having ringing in your ears or being on the train and hearing the announcement. Wouldn't you just tune that out after a while? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know if it's quiet for 20 minutes and then a message plays and then it turns off. That would be pretty awful. I think that every now and again it would startle you, but I can imagine that after a week of that, you would just learn to not hear it. I mean, think about, I live near an airport. Yeah. Every now and again, I hear the planes going overhead because I'm in their, their circle pattern. But every you know, But most of the time, I'll look up, oh, hey, there's a plane, and then suddenly realize that it is these ragingly loud noise. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you tune it. The other thing he could have done was he could have gone to a neurologist and just said, hey, I'm, I'm getting weird things going off my eyesight and stuff, and I think I might have a brain tumor. Actually, your head. They find the, they find the receiver in your head, and they, they you know, have brain surgery. Yeah, but you need health insurance for that. Well, yeah. He was a convicted felon in his time. He didn't have health insurance. He didn't have anything in uh, our time. He didn't have anything in our time. He was stealing bread to eat, Joe. Yeah. So, <laughs> go to go to one of those hospitals that specializes in poor people. I guess that's true. Yeah. The yeah. one thing I got to admit, I did, uh, as you were reading this, it suddenly dawned on me and I wanted to check. Because I never figured out where this story came from. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I do have to give kudos to the person who wrote this they actually, if it was written a significant amount of time after the event, they at least took the time to look up the population of this planet in 1986 because mm -hmm. yeah. they got the number right. Yeah. Well, so, not precisely right. It wasn't exactly five Well, it wasn't billion. five billion. But how often is it they say, and there was nine billion people on the planet in 1972. It's like, uh, dude, you uh -huh. got the wrong no. year yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, at least they got that right. But I'm yeah. sorry. This. Well, if they got this, that right, what's to say they didn't get it all right? Yeah, This man. story has been around for so long. And, and uh, did either of you figure out where it came from? No, I have no idea. No. I, no. Is it, I, it's no. just... 
Probably it came from Tagger. I don't know. The the copy paste syndrome tells me that it is something from a forum for fun. Yeah, I think probably. Oh, yeah. It's probably one of those writing prompts. But yeah, like you said, I couldn't find out where it was from. I don't think Joe could find out where it's from. But yeah. I do like it. It's, it's fun. fun. It is a fun one. It's fun, and it explains it pretty solidly, I'd yeah, say. Even, it's if it's, solid. even though it's not true. But no. it's still... Well, it inspired a movie. Did it really? 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys? Yeah. And Supposedly, this story was kind of the basis for 12 Monkeys. You know really? what else this story was the basis for? Uh, No. A song. Oh, oh R.E.M. R.E.M. Right? That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yep. What's the frequency, Kenneth? I mm-hmm. did, did you guys listen, after reading this, did you listen to the, the or read the lyrics? No. no did you? I no. Yeah. I, I do this with songs all the time. As you hear it, and you're bopping along, and you're having a good time, and then suddenly you read the lyrics, and you go, oh, what no. is this about? Mm-hmm. This makes no sense. And yeah. that's exactly how this became a number one song. I don't know. It had a good tune. Yeah, people didn't listen to lyrics. No, because if you caught yourself reading or, you know, going along with the words and say, and singing them out loud and thinking about what it said... Whoa, it's a weird song. Yeah, no, that happens R-E-M. a lot with songs, yeah. though. Way I mean, to go, R.E.M. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, besides songs, uh, this incident... And a terrible video. ...spawned a play, a, a, play, a play. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. so can you imagine that? You have this embarrassing little little dust-up and somebody beats crap out of you, and now there's a song about it, and now there's a play about it. I well, mean, it's who crazy. Was it? Which, uh, which late-night show was it that Dan Rather went on with R.E.M.? And yeah, he sang a bit. A he bit performed yeah. with them. I think it was like The Tonight Show or I, yeah, I don't David remember. Letterman or something like that. But yeah. he at least had... Enough characters say, yeah, this happened, fine, I'll play along. Yeah, it's a major cultural turning point in our history, I mean, our nation's history, so, you know, hey. <laughs> it was a major cultural turning point? Oh, yeah. Not really, but... <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to laugh. Yeah, no, According to the internet, I'm not supposed to no, laugh. No, yeah, no, 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 no more no. laughing from me out. for the rest of the show. Yeah, stop. Don't, don't make us go stop. through like a shock collar. Yeah. I was just going to say, Joe has an interesting theory. Yeah, well, it's not actually my theory. This was sorry. Uh, Joe found an interesting theory. I, yeah, I found this. This theory. one was a team group effort, I think. Yeah, yeah. we all kind of went off mm-hmm. on our own paths on this yeah. one, yeah. which yeah. is unusual, but it is. It's yeah. fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. So uh, this guy, uh, the guy who came up with this theory, is named Paul Limbert Allman, and he, uh, he wrote an essay in Harper's Magazine in December of two thousand one. In which he drew a connection between Dan Rather and a writer named Donald Barthelm, and Donald Bar- Barthelm was kind of a postmodernist writer. He he, I don't know, I don't know that he ever wrote a novel, but he wrote a lot of short stories, mm. and he did a lot of other stuff too. He taught at some some universities and stuff like that, and he was actually a journalist for a while. He grew up in Houston about the same time that Dan Rather did, and he went into journalism around the same time that Dan Rather did also in Houston. Both of them started out in Houston. So it's uh, it's actually quite likely that Rather and Barthelm, or Barthelm, uh, quite likely they had at least a passing acquaintance with one another. Yeah, def- I'm sure yeah, they, they knew each other. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. They, yeah, And they could have crossed paths in good ways or astonishingly negative ways. It's yeah. hard to say. Always hard to tell. Yeah, so he, Allman believes that Barthelm had, um, had something against Rather and that he possibly was behind the attack. Huh. Yeah, and his clues were from some stories. Some of Barthelm's stories, or one of his stories, actually a couple of his stories, a character named Kenneth appears in the story. So that's damning. 
And then there was another yeah. story. Yeah. And then there was another totally. story. Well, cinched it right there. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he must wrote, be guilty. Yeah, he wrote another story uh, which, had, which had an interesting passage in it. This is kind of a Q&A, like an inter, somebody being interviewed. And the story was called Kierkegaard Unfair to Schlegel. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like a story I'm going to go out and read. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in Russia. Yeah. Germany. So, so here's oh, the passage. Germany, you're right. Damn it. Yeah. Answer, I'm on a train, a European train with compartments. A young girl enters, and it sits opposite me. The book is in her lap. Her legs are fairly wide apart, very tanned, the color of question. That's a very common fantasy. Answer, all of my fantasies are extremely ordinary. Question, does it give you pleasure? Answer, a poor, a rather unsatisfactory question. What is the frequency? Yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. He's what guilty. What is the frequency? Yeah, he's guilty as hell. I really just call that writer's block. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another story. He wrote another story called, this is Barthelm again, called The Emerald, in which there's a character named Lather, who is a, a newspaper editor, who is a complete flaming pompous jerk. And uh, Allman <laughs> seems to believe that Barthelm uh, based his character on Dan Rather, and he seems to believe that he had some sort of a grudge against Rather, and that was his motivation for... Uh, either being part of this or being behind this or perhaps just as randomly inspiring this attack. Mm. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, this kind of the idea that Dan Rather is the basis for a character named Lather, that I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm willing to go there. Yeah. I'm not willing to go there with the what's the frequency in the Q&A, and I'm mm. not really willing to go there be, just because he named a couple characters Kenneth. Yeah. But, hey... Well, anyway, circumstantial. Like yeah. I said, this is this is a, an, an amazingly weak theory. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure that he. I, I'm pretty sure that Allman was not entirely serious about this. Well, I, I see here that that you did give this. Actually, I've never seen you do this, but you gave this theory a score, Joe. He did. Yes, I did. Yeah, three thumbs up, out of a possible hundred thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One hundred thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so he also adapted this into a play called Kenneth. What is the frequency? which played a few months in New York City at the 78th Street Theater Lab in 2004. I bet 2004. that was excellent. Yeah, and that was also performed at the 2004 Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Of course it was. And it got reviewed by Variety. They gave it kind of a tepid review. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. You cannot like a person and not orchestrate an attack on them and still make fun of them. Yeah. There is a Weird, bunch of people huh? that I don't like and I make fun of, and yet I have never contracted a, a, a beating on them safe yeah. good job that seems kind of extreme yeah i agree to, to go to that length for yeah. a guy you just mm -hmm. you don't yeah. like you, yeah. you what was the term a pompous jerk i believe is, mm -hmm. is the if you consider a pompous jerk well the thing about it is the too, pummeling just no. yeah what's the, the what's the frequency kenneth i don't quite get that yeah, either there's no but, reason yeah it's so that he can pepper really really innocuous kind of references throughout his literature for their next 10 years mm -hmm. right yeah and garner attention for well it could be related but maybe not but probably not yeah. maybe maybe i don't know uh, another theory and this is i think our most solid theory, theory so far is that this was just a piece of performance art no, that's not real. That's not real. You can't fool me. Yeah, Joe is now shoehorning random theories His own into random a shoehorned theory that to start with. Yeah. yeah. There's another theory out there on the shoehorned somebody ordered this 
as a hit kind of train that Steve ended up, I think, doing a lot of more research on than I did because he got really really excited about it. I really shouldn't have spent all of the time. No, you shouldn't have. Like Saturday when I got to bed at like Mm -hmm. 1.30 in the morning for being on the internet. Nope, you shouldn't have. But it involves... uh, I was beating the bushes. You were beating the bushes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, because this deals entirely with the Bush family. Yeah. Dan Rather has a reputation for... As his editors and producers will say, pissing people off. Yeah. yeah. He's good at, at getting to the core and finding what's going on, or at least finding out how to ask the right question to really rattle somebody and get new things out of them. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a skill that is an admirable one when you're in that profession. Mm-hmm. He did not have the best relationship with George H.W. Bush. Yeah, who, the, the first Bush one. Senior. Yeah, yeah the senior 41. who was 1988 to 1992 was president of the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah. Evidently, and during that time, when, when Bush was running for president, the whole Iran-Contra affair had broken open and like a nest of spiders and was just... It was a terrible, terrible thing for people in politics, and it was it it really it destroyed a lot of careers. Hmm. One of the people that rather went after was George Bush Sr. And I understand this is two years after the beating. I've seen, and I had a hard time trying to find an archive of all Dan Rather stories that was easy to go through. But yeah, I was going to say that would be massive. Yes, it is a massive. Therefore, nobody's really put it together. Yeah, but even Dan Rather himself. But yeah, he's got is, a website. He does, but yeah. it doesn't. It's not all that user friendly. Yeah, no, I, I've looked the, at it. Yeah, but the point is, he wasn't afraid to go after Ronald Reagan. And after George Bush Sr. And he seems to have, according to this theory, really, really peeved off Sr. To the point that George Bush Sr. sent a couple of guys after him to beat the crap out of him. That yeah. seems legit. It seems fair. Yeah. Hey, you're you're a political figure. You're the vice president of the country. You can do whatever you want according to this theory. That's I'm not going to say that's true, but that's according to this theory. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. As long as you don't get caught. And, of course, then they beat the crap out of him. They say something that I don't even... I can't even draw a guess as to what it means. But this, of course, then prompts Dan Rather to do his failed ambush on George Bush Sr. in 1988. Mm. Yeah, it didn't work out so it well. It didn't. Uh, okay. <laughs> for him. This, for anybody who doesn't know, Bush Sr. was running for president. He was still the vice president, and he agreed to go on CBS to do, I think it was about a nine or ten minute interview with Dan Rather about his presidency. And immediately Dan swings it back to the Iran-Contra affair. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. Watch it. It goes terribly. Senior takes the reins away from Dan Rather. And tears him a new one. And tears him a new one and runs the whole thing. Yeah. I I actually started, I, I was watching it on YouTube. I actually pulled up another website just so I could look at something different. So I didn't have to see George Bush Sr. in his 1988 terrible giant glasses and Dan Rather with the look of the deer in the headlights because he was just getting ripped apart. <laughs> yeah. But 
from then on, I mean, the, the family, he and the family have not gotten together, uh, gotten along well. Yeah. There's, uh, what is he, the Killian documents? Well, see, I, I, this is what I, I think that that moment might have been the beginning of Rather's downfall. It was the beginning of the downward the downfall, slide, though because, that took almost 20 years. Well, it did a while, but, but you know, he had his, his chance... He had his chance in 2004 when W was up for re-election. George W. Bush, to, G- yeah, Jr. 43. And he had his chance, he, he hoped, to try to take him down and, and make him lose that election. And he got some obviously, pathetically forged memos from this guy. So wait, let's, <laughs> and, George yeah. Bush Sr. was the 41st president. Yeah, Bush was And Bush Jr. W was, was the 43rd. Yeah. And yeah, so go ahead, because yeah, yeah, I I was gonna explain it, but you're you you know this. Oh yeah, it's yeah. the Killian no, documents. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he had this his, this informant. His name was Killian, I believe, and uh, from Texas, and he had a couple of a couple of memos, purportedly purportedly from Bush's Air National Guard commander way back in like the '60s was when he was in the Texas because he was Air getting preferential treatment to stay in country and fly jets and not go to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Although, although in, in Bush's defense, he actually volunteered to go to Vietnam. He did, but there was there was a number of I read a huge article and I can't remember what Texas magazine about quite a few senators' sons that didn't go, and they all ended up in the same unit. And it was kind of, I think they called it the hot tub unit. Because it was just, it was an easy gig. You could do whatever you want. You weren't actually going to go to war. So who cared? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be, that would be kind of nice. And of course, well, the problem is, the problem is, is of course, rather aired the story on CBS. It was wrong. That was, he well, did the, not do his due diligence. Turns out, no, he didn't. Somebody actually did a great GIF on the internet of I this supposed doc. They say it was typed up on a typewriter, but when you take this doc and you take the scanned version of it, and then you superimpose on it Microsoft Word, Times New Roman font in Word on top, it's exactly identical. Like somebody just photocopied something they printed out of Word four or five times exactly, to yeah. degrade it. Exactly. And nobody at CBS fact checked it. And that that's they, what uh, that's that, what got rather kicked out on his on his well, ear. Exactly. They had they actually had people lined up who to authenticate the documents and, and it was just, you know, Rather was so beside himself with, with, with eagerness to, to get this out there that he didn't bother consulting with those people. Uh, immediately, a, a, um, there was one of the, a viewer on the East Coast saw them on 60 Minutes and spotted the Times New, Ro- New Roman format or font immediately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the and, default font setting, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very it was, any time if you look at Word, you know exactly what we're talking about. Same yeah. spacing, same everything. Yeah, was, and hilariously enough, his his um, his producer who got fired for this, her name was Mary Mapes, and she Mari, Mara Maples. Not it was Maples. Her last name no, was Maples. It, I thought it was Mapes, just M A P E S. It could be Mapes. There's or Mapes, an L in there, but anyway, I'm pretty sure it's not. But but anyway, she uh, she is. published a book afterwards claiming that there had been a big conspiracy at the heart of the whole thing because this guy posted on the East Coast to a website called Free Republic. Well, their servers are in California, or at least they were then. And so when he, he posted this right after 60 Minutes went off the air, but of course it was time-stamped with the, time-stamped with the California time. 
So it actually appeared that he posted this before 60 Minutes had even aired. So therefore, thereby is born a big conspiracy. Uh, yeah, now it's BS. Um, yeah, well, but, there's there's all kinds of political ramblings, and we don't need to go into those political ramblings because, no, no, I mean, we all have uh, our own unique views, and that's perfectly fine. The point is... Yeah. Rather, in the Bushes didn't get along, and now, somehow George H.W. Bush was behind the beating that Dan Rather got for unknown offense. That's the theory. It's that's wrong, the theory. but that's the theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's wrong. It's wrong. How, well, it's better than the time traveler twelve monkey theory. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, there's a uh, there's actually <laughs> yes, not... it is. <laughs> yeah. You are. So many foul words uh, want to come out right now. No, it is way better than that. No, I don't know. I There's one more theory that we should discuss. Well, okay. no, I, I, one more thing about the Bush theory, though, is I think if they had really wanted to do to... to give him a pounding they would have done it right they would have they would have pulled him into a pat into a taxi and taken him out to a field somewhere and kicked the living crap out of him yeah they would have they would have given us they would have given him a really good beating well but the idea could have been let's get him beat up in public and make him look like a fool to Uh tarnish his his not his credibility but his image Oh wait, you're the big man behind the cam or in front of the camera, but you can't defend yourself when you're walking down the sidewalk. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's just as plausible. It is, but, it is. But, but, we're, but we've we've belabored that enough. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm, Devin has one more. There's another theory. There's one more. What is it? It is that William or Bill Tagger was a crazy person. Could have just been in and that attacked. Case? Dan Rather because he thought he was monitoring him. Yeah, actually, you know, I mean, cases... there's a lot of support for this, actually. Well, yeah, it's actually not at all unusual for mentally ill people to assault other people on yeah. the streets of New York, especially and, and, and high other profile cities. ones that yeah. they see on the TV all yeah. the time. Yeah, so yeah. it turns out that the reason that Bill Tagger tried to walk into the Today Show with a rifle is because he thought he needed the rifle to defend himself because. He thought that the uh, people from the TV were monitoring him, including bugging his car. Yeah. And that they had been watching him for a number of years and that he, I don't know why he thought he would go there and defend himself. But that was the that was the story that he told. He said he took the rifle because he thought he needed to defend himself. Uh, didn't he say also that they were beaming messages into his head? Yes. He also said that he had information that they wanted. Mm-hmm. He was going there because he had the information they wanted, and they were requesting his presence or right. some something to that. Yeah. Effect. So he had to take the rifle to defend himself while he was there with them. Makes sense. Well, but did you did you guys read that he also he was so sure they they were bugging the news media in general is what he's talking yeah, about in general. We're bugging everything in his life to the point that he went out and rented, yeah, he rented a, a car. car. I know. He didn't take yeah. his own car. He rented yeah. a car so that the bug couldn't be in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was. I think he genuinely did think this. I don't. I. Yeah. There's a lot of support. I think that. He he was sadly, sadly had some serious issues going on. I, I And he said in you know, when he was arrested and sentenced and he he spent uh his time in jail in Sing Sing. The all the documents from there say, you know, he says he drunk socially, that he, you know, smoked pot every once in a while, but he wasn't you know, have he didn't have a problem with alcohol. He wasn't an addict. Yeah, he no. wasn't an addict. He was just crazy. He was just crazy. I, I mean, yeah. is there's no was. He's still yeah, alive. he's still alive. But... Um, but the that 
kind of does make sense for why he might try to beat Dan Rather up if he thought that the news media was mm-hmm. bugging him or following him. If he just happened to see somebody who he thought legitimately was monitoring his life, walking on the street by happenstance or not, he would try to defend himself from that person and go and attack that person and start beating him up. Why he would be yelling something even remotely like, what's the frequency, Kenneth? I don't know. But hey. I, I have So I have two things to say on that. Yeah. One, what's the frequency, Kenneth, may, again, rather may not know what was said and misremembered, or Tagger may have been in an altered state, not drug or alcohol induced, just in an altered state. Mm-hmm. So what he thought he was saying didn't come out what rather heard, and yeah. so rather than did his best to interpret it, mm-hmm. but... I've read the same court docs that you have. You know who's not ever mentioned in those court documents? Dan Rather. Dan Rather, yeah. The second man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's you it. know, it's, well, of course, yeah. it's I mean, the man on the grassy knoll. The second man is never mentioned. Suddenly, Tagger is taking all responsibility or... Actually, I don't even think he's taking responsibility because he's not admitting guilt. He's just saying, these are the things I did, and this is what my but problem is. he didn't talk about the, the rather incident. He never talks right. about so, the rather yeah. thing. So, so he, wouldn't, he wouldn't raise so, the whole second man Exactly, thing. but all we have is his psych, er, psychiatrist. Is it psychiatrist or psychologist? I'm going to guess I psychiatrist. Was, I thought it was psychiatrist. His psychiatrist information about this about mm-hmm. this whole thing. So that to me is like, well, what happened to the second dude? And yeah. if he's been so open about what he did, why is he not admitting to just wailing on Dan Rather? Yeah. And also, like, where do you find a second man who's like, oh, yeah, the news media is totally monitoring your whole life. You should definitely go beat up Dan Rather. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, that guy, was that, probably, guy? that guy was probably from the Bush family or a representative <laughs> of the Bush family. They sent him after them. That's that probably was what it is. This guy, this guy knows the neighborhood that, that Rather lives in, you know, and he, and he finds this random crazy guy who who's, thinks the media is like doing all this stuff to him and. And this guy's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of think you're right. You know, I think you need to go on the offensive. And hey, look over there. It's Dan Rather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that that's the right one either, but. I also. I kind of like it though. I, I, like I do it. want to point out, this is New York City in the 80s, the mid 80s. Yeah, that's back before they cleaned their act up. New York was a rough town. Mm-hmm. Lots of crazies running around. Lots of yeah. lots of folks running around. Not the safest place to be. And it is possible. I mean, we talked about this before. It's just a random attack. Yeah. It's. A, I've seen. I hate to admit this, but I've seen this happen on the streets of Portland, where one person jumps up and starts chasing after another to do them harm and the second or i guess it would be a third person hops up and chases along to see what's going on and suddenly sees a shot to or an opening to get a shot in and suddenly becomes a three-person fight yeah so that could very well be mm-hmm. what we're doing, which is our very uh, one of our very first theories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a, not a, a nice town at that time. Now it might be that uh, Dan made up the second guy because he didn't want to admit he'd gotten his butt kicked by a single crazy guy, by or, a single homeless <laughs> dude. Yeah, but yeah. also, it's possible that 
you know, he saw, he did see a second person on the street who wasn't involved at all. That could that he be. got punched from behind, went down, saw that there was somebody else standing there, got up, ran away. There, this person was chasing him and started beating him up again. And he just assumed that that person standing on the street was involved. And that third person was basically pulling a, a Nelson from the Simpsons, uh-huh. pointing yeah. and laughing. Ha! Or not even, I mean, or just saying, well, I really don't want to get involved with that. Bye. Whoa, did that really happen? Whoa, thank God they ran away. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I I think that um, Dan Rather, Dan Rather was an experienced journalist, and Mm -hmm. like all experienced journalists, he gets almost everything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's probably the, you know, basically why this whole thing, you know, kind of doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, well, with that unsatisfactory ending... Well, I, I thought you said everything. this was not unsolvable, Devin. It's not unsolvable. All we have to do is find Kenneth. Well, get out a phone book. Yep. Let's start Damn looking. you and Joe's logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it'd be easy if we could just find Kenneth. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you can find links to some of our research, probably at least one of those copy-pasted websites, just for fun. Only one of them. Only one, not all 12 that we <laughs> researched. Um, you can find that, and you can listen to the show on our website, uh, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. You're probably not listening to us there. You're probably listening to us on iTunes. If you are, subscribe, leave a comment and a rating. That's how oh. people find us. Yeah, yeah, and, and a, a good rating is usually preferred over a really bad rating. We don't really I, care. I prefer yeah. reading the nice ones, though. Yeah. Actually, like the, uh, the, nice actually the, the bad ones are kind of amusing sometimes, but don't leave a bad one just on that account. <laughs> yeah. Prefer, yeah, yeah. Nice one's better. Yeah, it's way better. You also could be streaming us from just almost any streaming site of all times ever or streaming app uh you can find us on twitter we are thinking sideways uh you can find us on facebook thinking sideways podcast there's a page and a group you can email us at thinking sideways podcast at gmail.com you can also i always forget you can get merchandise if you won't you can wear a shirt of ours won't if you won't If you won't, it's it's a bit of it's a southern thing. Oh, okay. It's a it's a young person thing. Calm down. (laughs) That's how we say it. God, I want what I want. Yeah, you can uh, wear a shirt of ours. You can have a phone case of ours. You can have a creepy weird nightlight. I Mm -hmm. just fixed our uh, our logo T shirt. Uh, Uh, One of our listeners brought it up that there was a bit of an issue with it, and so we went ahead and fixed that, so it prints and is much better. It's pretty now, yeah? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it looks like it's supposed to. It's all on Zazzle. You can find the link to that just above the donate button on our um, website. It's on the right-hand corner. There's a little picture of swag there now. Yeah, cool. Hmm. Anything else to add? Oh, let me think. No, uh, we are working on, on other products for you. Hopefully, one of these days we'll have like a beer cozy and, and maybe a bottle opener. And, and uh, AK forty seven K and uh, a car cover. Yeah. And... we're making custom Toynbee tiles. Yeah, yes. custom yeah. Toynbee tiles. Yeah, you can have a Toynbee tile in yeah. your own okay, driveway. I, I have to email Zazzle tomorrow. Because yeah, oh my god, if we can get them to make those, that'd that be would be awesome. I like, yeah, right? I like the idea of a Toynbee tile kit. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I think it's called Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, that all having been said, since we have nothing else to contribute to this unsolvable case, uh, we're going to get out of here. All right. Yeah. Sounds okay. good. All right. Talk. Ta- ta- Later, everybody. What is that frequency, though? 120 what? milligahertz. <laughs> <laughs>